Today's daf is Bavakama daf Pei, and we are 21 lines from the bottom of daf Ayin Tes Amid Beis Amir Meir. Today's daf is being learned as a schus for Achenu Bnei Yisrael and Asuna Batzaru Vashivya. Today's daf is also being learned as a schus for Fuah Shalema for Shmuel Yosef Ben Henya Freida. So we're moving along here in Perak Meruba. We are actually at the very last Gemara that discusses the laws of Geneva and Tficha Um Mechir. So the theme of the last 10 or so dafin has been that if somebody steals a Shair or a Seh, The question that the Gemara is about to address is why is it that the Torah says that if someone is tavach umachar ashar, you pay fivefold. Whereas if someone is tavach umachar tsoin, he only pays fourfold. Maishna shar mi says the Gemara. Amr said, Take a look at the value of malacha doing physical labor. Shar ashar which does work in the field. Thus, this person that stole the shar, was mevatel the shar from doing melacha, chamisha, his oinish is that he has to pay fivefold. Whereas seh, shaloi bitloi mimelachtoi, a seh which doesn't do work in the field, arba, he only has to pay fourfold. In other words, rameir held, the reason you pay chamisha for a shar and only arba for a seh is related to the fact that a shar works in the field, it akers, it does melacha, as opposed to a seh which does not do any work. If somebody steals a shar, he's being mevato melacha. And godo koyach shal melacha. It's for that reason the oinish that this person has is going to be more severe. Amr Rabbi Yechem Zaka, Rabbi said, kama godo kavad Take a look at how important Kavad Abrius is. Shar Shalach Biraglov, a shar which walks on its own two feet, very difficult to carry a shar. Chamisha, if somebody steals a shar and is Tabachum Machar, he has to pay five folks. Sesha Herkiva Yaksefai, as opposed to a sheep which a person carries on his shoulder, Arba, you only have to pay fourfold. In other words, Rabbi Yechidim and Zakai felt that the reason the Torah said that you pay Chamisha for the Shar and only Arba for the Seh is related to the fact that the Ganif who stole the Seh also carried the Seh. And being that he carried the Seh, it was a shtickle embarrassing, and Godel covered Abriyos that it reduces his punishment by one fold. So that the Shar which walks on its own. Thus, the Ganev didn't have bezoyness. He pays fivefold. Whereas the Seh, which the Ganev had to carry, he gets credit for the fact that he had to carry it. And as a result, instead of paying Chamisha, he only pays Abba. In other words, when Rameyer observed the Chilik of Dalit Vehe between the Shor and the Seh, he saw a Musr Shmuz in Kamagodol Koyach Shamalacha. When Rabbi Yechonim ben Zakkai learned the same exact parsha, he too saw a Musa Shmuz. But his Musa Shmuz was Kamagodol Kovet Abrius. Either way, we can almost make a hadron here on the Meruba Sugis of Perak Meruba. The Gemara now is going to continue for a few dafin with very much a digression, a light digression, I believe. I'll speak for myself, a much welcome digression. Now, why it is that we're going to digress into what we're digressing is a mystery. I am the Tosus Yontiv, and I am the Mefarshe 
Hamishnah, the Hagemara, that struggled to understand what exactly the paper trail is. But either way, the sugis of Gineva and Gzela and Tavra Vishasya and Yiyush and Shinoi and Dalvehe, etc., etc., are now behind us. The Gemara now is going to turn its attention to different halachos that were instituted that relate specifically to Eretz Yisrael. From there, as we're going to see in tomorrow's daf, and then in the next daf, we're going to talk about the ten takonis that Yeshua Benun instituted that were going to be Nagea every single year that was going to settle the land at the time that the Yidin entered Eretz Yisrael for the first time, and then the ten takonis that Ezra HaSoifer instituted when the early bubble came to Eretz Yisrael and the Yidin conquered the land, but it begins with a Mishnah. A person is not allowed to raise a behemoth daka in Eretz Yisrael. However, you are allowed to raise a behemoth daka in Surya. So what was Surya? Surya is a land that was adjacent to Eretz Yisrael that was annexed by David HaMelech. It had a very unique status in Allah because although David HaMelech and his army conquered Surya, but it was a quote-unquote kibush yachid, and it was a big Shaila amongst the Tanaim, whether Kibush, Yachit, Shmei Kibush, Loit Shmei Kibush, does Surya have a din of Eretz Yisrael? Does it not have a din of Eretz Yisrael? And that's why Surya throughout Shas is treated as this quasi land. It's not Mamish Eretz Yisrael, but with regards to Gavisadinim, it is treated like Eretz Yisrael. So the Mishnah says you're not allowed to raise the Behemadak in Eretz Yisrael. However, you are allowed to raise one in Surya, Ubimidbarish Eretz Yisrael. Additionally, you're allowed to raise the Behemadaka in the deserts of Eretz Yisrael. Now, what's this Indian of Ein Megadlam Behemadaka by Eretz Yisrael? So if you look at the first Rashi in the Mishnah, Rashi says, Mishum Yishuv Eretz Yisrael. It's related to the mitzvah of Yishuv Eretz Yisrael, Shemavras Hasadis, because the Behemadaka makes a big mess, it ruins the land, and we don't want to ruin the fields of Eretz Yisrael, Yish of Eretz Yisrael. And then Rashi adds, the whole Sodois Eretz Yisrael stum on the Yisrael. And we assume that if there's a field in Eretz Yisrael, it probably belongs to a Yid. In other words, Rashi seems to be saying two things. Number one, we don't want the animals to ruin Eretz Yisrael because of Yish of Eretz Yisrael. Additionally, the whole Sodois Eretz Yisrael stum on the Yisrael. Now, we're going to see in the course of the Gemara, that this takon of Eim Megadlam Mehem Adak of Eretz Yisrael was only in Eretz Yisrael. In fact, the Mishnah said, Avu Megadlam Besurya. So there's no question in Chutz Laaretz, this halacha does not apply. And the reason is because Yishu of Eretz Yisrael is an important part of this takon. That's why Rashi, when he introduces his commentary on this halacha, says, Mishum Yishu of Eretz Yisrael. Rashi, however, added, V'chalsodes Eretz Yisrael, Snomad Eretz Yisrael, which would seem to suggest that if there was a field in Eretz Yisrael, or there was a time where you couldn't simply say that most of the fields in Eretz Yisrael belong to Jews, maybe Although there is an Indian of Yishev Eretz Yisrael, still this halacha wouldn't apply. And this is something that was discussed already by the Rishonim. But the bottom line is, this is the rule. You're not allowed to raise a behemoth daka in Eretz Yisrael. What is a behemoth daka? So the most simple examples are a sheep, a goat. These are examples of behemoth dakas. A cow, for example, would be a behemoth gasa. V'tein l'chacham v'yech gamoy. It's up to Mishnah Vaiter. E'en magadlam tarnagoylam b'yushalayim. You're not allowed to raise tarnagoylam in Yerushalayim. M'pnei ha-kachim. Because of kachim. Rashi says that in Yerushalayim there was a lot of kachim. Kachim kalim could only be eaten in Yerushalayim. Maisa sheni, ravoy. 
These are all examples of kachim, and they were all eaten dafka in Yerushalayim. Now, what does a tarnagol have to do with the fact that kachim was eaten in Yerushalayim? Because the tarnagol used to drezach in the ashpa, in the garbage. And shrotzim sometimes would find themselves in the garbage. We're concerned that a tarnagol is going to go from the garbage. He's going to pick up a sheret, and he's going to deposit it amongst the kachim. So because there's so much kachim, we used to make sure that the Tarnagoylem were outside of Yerushalayim. And Kehanim were never allowed to have Tarnagoylem anywhere in Eretz Yisrael, meaning even outside Yerushalayim. And the reason is because the Kehanim were always eating Tyrus, Chuma and Maestris. And as a result, they have to be careful even outside Yerushalayim. A Yid is never allowed to be Megadol or Chazir. Rashi says that the Gemara is going to explain why. A person should not raise a dog unless he has it locked down really really well the reason Rashi says is because dogs they bark and they scare people sometimes and it can cause a woman to miscarry as a result of being afraid of a dog in person to show from the you know let us spread out nets to catch Yoinim, doves unless these nets were 30 wrists away from the Yishav. Zok to Gemara. So the Gemara is now going to discuss all parts of the Mishnah, beginning with the first halach. Ein megadlam behem madaka b'eretz Yisrael. We saw Rashi says, mishum Yishav eretz Yisrael. Aval megadlam besurya. Although Surya sometimes has a din of an eretz Yisrael, not regarding this halacha. Ube midbarish shal eretz Yisrael. This shall be light of yimagadol in a midbar of eretz Yisrael. So even though the midbar is technically part of eretz Yisrael, but there's no inyan of yishuv eretz Yisrael in the midbar, and as a result, over there this halacha is not going to apply. So the Gemara is going to bring two brayses that discuss the halacha of the Mishnah and kedarkem bakodesh in a more lengthy way. Tanu Rabbanon. Ima gadlin behemadak of Eretz Yisrael. You're not allowed to raise a behemadak in Eretz Yisrael. Avim gadlin becharshin shav Eretz Yisrael. But you're allowed to raise a behemadak in the forests of Eretz Yisrael. Ube Surya and in Surya afilu beYishuv. You're allowed to raise it even in the Yishuv, meaning even not in the forest. The Eintzaruch loyme bechutzlaritz. And it goes without saying that in chutzlaritz it's going to be mutter. So what did the Brisa add? That the Mishnah didn't say, Avamagadlin Bikharshin, that you let a raise in the forest. Additionally, the Mishnah didn't say anything about Chutzlaritz. The Brisa says in Bakhtzainer, Chutzlaritz as well. Now, why did the Mishnah not say Chutzlaritz? Because the Mishnah didn't have to say Chutzlaritz. In fact, the Brisa says, Ve'in Tzarech Loimar Bechutzlaritz. So the Mishnah, which speaks Belashim Ktsar, is not going to say Ve'in Tzarech Loimar Bechutzlaritz. The Brisa's, which are wordier, so even says things that you don't have to say. Ve'in Tzarech Loimar Bechutzlaritz. Tanya, look at another Brisa. Ve'in Tzarech Loimar Bechutzlaritz. You're not allowed to raise a Ve'in Tzarech Loimar Bechutzlaritz. Ave'in Tzarech Loimar Bechutzlaritz. You are allowed to raise a Ve'in Tzarech in the desert of Judea. Additionally, you're allowed to raise a Ve'in Tzarech in the desert. That was at the border of Akov. Even though Chazal said that you're not allowed to raise a behemadaka, but you are allowed to raise a behemadaka. And the reason is, we don't impose gzeiras on the tzibor unless the majority of the tzibor, we believe, is going to be able to withstand it. An interesting concept. But Chazal would not impose gzeira if they believe most yidin would ultimately not be able to follow through. So, ain Megadlam Behem Adaka, that's something that Reif Tzibur is Yechayim Lama But ain Megadlam Behem Agasa is not. Why? So the Brayse explains. Behem Adaka, Efshel Havim Chutzlaretz. A Behem Adaka, if you need it, you don't have to raise it, you'll import it from Chutzlaretz. As opposed to a Behem Agasa, E Efshel Havim Chutzlaretz, the logistics 
literally, of transporting a behemagasa is a lot more complicated. And as a result, the only way to have a behemagasa is if you raise it. Thus, Chazal never imposed this takana. Meaning, even though based on time, it would make sense that if a megadam behemadafka, so to a megadam behemagasa. But in goizim gzeir alat zibur, elam kein reiv zibur, yuchaylam lamadof. Afal piki. But the price continues. It says that even though Chazal said that you're not allowed to raise a behemadaka, avol masha who koydem leregel shloishim yoyim v'koydem mishta benoi lamed yoyim. If you want, you're allowed to have a behemadaka around thirty days before yontiv or thirty days before you're making a simcha. Meaning, if you're making a simcha, you're preparing for yontiv, so you're going to need a lot of behemoystakos. Now you're not allowed to raise them, but for a 30-day period, that already is going to be okay. Now, Toysvah speaks out, and the Rambam says in Yad Chazaka as well, that when we say, it means in your house. So you never allowed allow the behemadaka to roam the fields, even within 30 days of Yantif or Agresa Simcha. The Chiddush is that during this time, you're allowed to have it in your house. And if that's the case, then what emerges, as Toysfus is, that when the Mishnah says, if you look at Toysfus's Lashen, the long Toysfus on Ayatez, on the days, that's going to be true even in the house. Meaning, means period. There is a time where we allow you to have it in your house, and it's during this period. The Bryson continues and says, Meaning, even though we're saying that within this 30-day period, you're allowed to have a behemadaka, albeit in your house, but once Yontif comes, or once the Mishta comes, at that point, you have to get rid of it. As opposed to what? That once you buy it within 30 days, you have 30 days, even if the 30 days is going to go beyond Yontif. It's going to go beyond the Mishta Benai. Once Yontif comes, once Mishta Benai comes, at that point, you're done. Just to touch the words of the Bryce. You shouldn't take the last animal standing and say, oh, I have 30 days, so even though it's 11 days after Yontif, but I'm still allowed to have it. No, once Yontif comes, it's not okay. And the Bryce speaks it out. It's all good. I mean, I would have thought, if Yontif already left, but it's not 30 days from the time that you bought it, you should not say that, oh, I'm allowed to have it for 30 days, so it's still going to be okay. Once Yontif comes, at that point, you're not allowed to have it anymore. The Bryson goes weiter and says, the uh, butcher, who Rashi says was collecting behemoths for the Yom Ashok, so he can buy and shecht, he could even buy and keep it around, meaning start stocking inventory for the Yom Ashok, same exact halacha Rashi says. The word aguna means what the word achroina meant in the beginning of the price, and that is once the Yom Ashok comes, at that point you can't say, oh, I have 30 days from when I bought it, so let me keep the Aguna, which is the Achroina, even past the 30 days. The Allah is, that's not something that you're going to be allowed to do. So again, we now know means not only can you have it in the field, but you can't even have it in your house. There is an exemption, meaning there are fine print that you have to read, which states that within 30 days of Yantiv, 30 days of a Simcha, or if you're a butcher, within 30 days of the Yom HaShok, then you're allowed to have it, not in the fields, but you're allowed to have it in your house. But even though you have this 30 days, at the same time, once 
the Yontif or the Mishnah B'noi or the Yom Asher comes, at that point, everything is over. Right. Shalu Tamid, that's Rebbe Gamliel. Tamid of Rebbe Gamliel asked the Rebbe, Malagadol, are you allowed to be Megadol of Behemadaka? I mean, can you keep Behemadaka in your house? Omar Behemutar, he says, yeah. How could you say that? But we learned in Megadon that you're not allowed to. Meaning the question originally we thought was are you allowed to raise it in the field? Tweaked it and he said the Shaila obviously was not could you raise it in the field because that's the Mishnah. The Mishnah says, hey, Rather, the question must have been, could you have it in your house? And he told him, Mutter. But he responded and said, But at the same time, even though you're going to have it in your house, you better be very careful not to allow it to roam out in the field. And even when Vaita says, you literally have to tie it to the foot of the bed, otherwise, it's not going to be okay. So the Talmud, the Master of Gamliel, are you allowed to be Magadal Behemadaka? And he said, yes. The Gemara says, Rabbi Gamliel is going to Kenegad Mishnah. Kenegad is grace at Takana. Says the Gemara, you're right. You have to tweak it. The question must have been, can you keep it in your house? He said, Mutter, just be careful not to let it out. And he even added, Koishu Bekari Amita. Rashi says, Dibra Maschal Elo Koishu, Virabonon Pligi Olel, the Rabbi Gamliel. That this Rabbi Gamliel is a Chiddush, and the Rabbonon of the Braisa are clearly not like Rabbi Gamliel. Why? Because in the Braisa, we saw the Shita of the Rabbanon, which was that you're not allowed to be Megadal, you're also not allowed to be Masha. Right? What did the Rabbanon say? You could be Masha in certain situations. You could be Masha 30 days before Yantiv, 30 days before Mishta Benoi, and if you're a Tabach, 30 days before the Yem Hashok. But other than that, you're not even allowed to be Masha. Rabbi Gamliel said, Mutter Lahashois. So Rashi says, the Rabbi Gamliel is Mechulik with the Rabbanon. Toysvis, Dibra Maschu, Mau Lahashois, Kabol Mine, disagrees with Rashi. And he says, I don't know why Rashi was forced to say that Rabbi Gamliel was being Chulik with the Rabbanon. Maybe when Rabbi Gamliel said, Mutter Lahashois, he meant 30 days before this and 30 days before that. There's no Hechrich in the Gemara to say, says Toysvis, that Rabbi Gamliel is arguing with the Rabbanon. So Afushi Machloikis, why would you just make up a Machloikis? Even the Rabbanon Amoyed there's a time where it's Mutter Lahashois. So maybe that was the child that was asked to Rabbi Gamliel, and that was the Psak of Rabbi Gamliel. Tan Rabbanon. Maisa, there was a story with a very righteous person. So this person was very sick and his condition was that he was going to Rashi says that he had chest pain and he was having a hard time breathing. And they went to the doctors and they asked him, what should we do? The doctor said, the only aid for this person is this person will have to drink milk every morning. Now, the milk that he was going to have to drink, as we're about to see, was goat milk, and he was going to have to drink it directly from the goat. Either way, so they brought a goat, they tied it to the foot of his bed, and every morning he would drink it. One day, his chaverim came to be when they saw the goat that was attached to the foot of the bed, they walked backwards. They said, This person literally has a ganif inside his house. And we're going to come inside, meaning there's a behemadaka, and a behemadaka, it runs around, and it 
destroys the land. It's a list of Mizoyan. We're not even walking into the house. Yashfu, the Gemara says they sat down. Ubatku, and they did bedikis. The only Avera that they're able to find that he had was this goat. In fact, this person said as he was dying, the only Avera I did was that I was over on the words of my chaverim that said, Ein and even though he wasn't being Megadal, he was being Mashit, and he did it like Rabbi Gamliel said, he was Koshe Bekari Amito, but at the same time, it was because of this Avera, this B'diyeva de Gazach, that really he wasn't supposed to do, that he said, he ultimately got punished the way he was punished. We'll get back to this later. I'm Rabbi Shmuel. Rabbi Shmuel sent me Balabatim Shabbat Elyon Hoyebeis Abba. He says, my mishpacha comes from the Balabatim that lived in... Uh, the Galil Ha'elyon. Now, this apparently was once upon a time a thriving Yishuv, but had since been completely destroyed. So Rabbi Yishmael said, You want to know why this region no longer exists? It's because the Yidin there used to take their animals and they would let their animals in the Kharshin, in the forest. And they used to pass in the as opposed to Bishloishim. Said Rabbi Yishmael, even though these forests were close to their houses. In other words, what's wrong with allowing your behemoth to be in a forest? The Bryce says before that that's mutter. Now, the only thing you can think of maybe is that Byzantine, right? Had they get from the house to the forest. Maybe they had to go through other people's fields and maybe it involved Gzela and Yishev Eretz Yisrael and Lister Mezuyan. But he continued and he said, no, the Kharshim was Samech Lebateyan. Really, these forests were very, very close to where they live. So what was the problem? Because there was one small field that these Behemoth used to walk through and they caused some damage and it was because of that that the Galil Ha'elyon was destroyed. Let's say you have a Raya who used to do Averis with his behemoths. So the Raya, incidentally, is one of these infamous jobs where Chazal says, Pasuladas, because he wasn't always so careful with his behemoths. Right? It's not so easy to be a Raya. Right? Go control a behemoth and make sure it doesn't do something that it's not supposed to do. So this is a Raya who's considered a Chashad, who was doing Averis in our Brysa, he has behemoth's doctors. It's not something he's allowed to do. Now he wants to do tshuva. So part of his tshuva is aziva sachet. You have to get rid of the avera that you have. So the Brysa says a chiddush. In mechay ben we don't force him to sell all his behemoths in one shot. yad al yad. We work with him, liquidate your portfolio of goats. But the point is, do it over time. It would be a little cruel and unusual to make him just hit the sell button. So like this, we do it Similarly, you have to get The Mishnah says, these are all things in our letter, raise in our Yisrael. We don't force him to sell it immediately. We allow him to do it peacefully. If somebody makes a nether, he's going to buy a house in Eretz Yisrael. Or someone makes a nether, he's going to get married in Eretz Yisrael. We don't force him to do it immediately. We allow him to find a house that's appropriate or an isha that's appropriate, meaning even though he's obligated to fulfill his nether, but we work with the person. 
That's the tzad ha-shava between all these halachas. So, Maisa, there was a story, there was a woman whose son was giving him a hard time. The cuffs of Anishba, she got up and she swore, any person that wants to take my son, you can have him. The cuffs of Anishba, and people started coming, but these people were B'nai Adam, she'enam ahuganim. Meaning, not people that he necessarily wanted to give his son up to. When the Chachamim heard about the story, meaning, I understand that she said the first person that takes him can have him, but at the same time, it's understood that he has to be a, an Ish Hagun. And if he's not an Ish Hagun or Isha Haguna, then it's understood that this Allah that this nether was not meant in that situation. Just like Chazal said, that's the Mishnah. The same is true regarding a Chayadaka. So Rashi says, what are examples of a Chayadaka? Tzvoyim. Dear, Veshualim. Veshual is a fax. Rabbi Shmuel, Rabbi Shmuel says, that you're allowed to raise a Kelev Kufar. So even though the Mishnah says you're not allowed to raise a dog, but Klovim Kufrim, that's something that's mutter. Now Rashi has two pshat on what Klovim Kufrim are. One pshat Rashi says is Ketanim V'nanosim Him, very, very small dogs. Lishna Achrin, another pshat Rashi says Klovim Gedoylem, they're big dogs, but Shel Tzayadim. These dogs were used by hunters for in mazikin. They're not dangerous because they're not dangerous, so the halacha of in Magadim doesn't apply. Additionally, the Chatulim, we'll see more about this in Amit Beis, but you're allowed to raise a cat, a monkey, and you're allowed to raise, a is a weasel, but these are, and the reason you're allowed to have the latter animals mention the koifim and the chudai snoim is because they clean the house. Meaning, as long as these creatures are drengzach, so like this, everything stays clean. Says the Gemara, my chudai snoim, what exactly is this? Om Rav Yehuda, Rav Yehuda said, sharza charza. It's a sheritz that digs. Some say, charza, this is an animal that stings. The ktini shake has small legs. The raya beni vardini and a drezech between the roses. Umay sharza. Why do we call this animal a sharza? Right, Rabbi Yehuda said it's a sharza charza. Why do we call it a sharza? The metatoi shake. It's because the legs of this creature are underneath its body and you don't see them. They're very, very small as well. So it looks like it's one of these shrotsen that are sheretz al arts. Even though really it's not a sheretz, that was the Gemara's kasha. Why are we calling it a sheretz if it's not really a sheretz? It's because it has some of the trunois of a sheretz, hence the word. Amrav Yudam Arav. Asinu atzmenu bebovel keretz Yisrael lebehimadako. Even though the mission says, we're in Eretz Yisrael. And Rashi says, why? Mishum Yishuv Eretz Yisrael. But Rabbi Yehuda said in the name of Rav, that that us in Bavel, we took upon ourselves to treat the land like it's Eretz Yisrael with regards to Ein Megadlen Behema Daka. Rav Adabar Hava told Rav Huna, Didachmai. So Rafuna was being Megadl Behemois, Dakois, in Bavel, which was Keneged Rav's memra of Asinu Atzmeru Bibavel, Keretz Yisrael, the Behema Dako. So Rabbada Rahava asked Rafuna, why are you violating this? Amalei said, he told him, I understand that really you shouldn't have a Behema Dako because it wreaks havoc. Aber Didan, my Behemis, Kamintra Lu Chayva. Chayva is watching. Chayva was the visu de Rafuna. It's Rafuna's wife. He said, my wife is taking care of it. So Rabbi Abba told Rafuna, Amalei Chayva tikperinu libna. 
that Chayv is going to bury her children. The Gemara says, Kulei Shnei the Rav Adabar Ahava, as long as Rav Adabar Ahava was alive, Lo Yikayim Zara the Rav Huna Mechayva. Rav Huna could not have any children from Chayva. We'll get back to this in a second. Ikid Amri, some say, Omer Rav Huna. Rav Huna was one that said, Asino Atzmenu Bebavel, Keretz Yisrael, Lebehem Adaka, that we made ourselves like Bavel, we made ourselves in Bava like Eretz Yisrael as it relates to Behem Adaka, from the time that Rav came to Bava. What happened when Rav came to Bava? So Rashi says, when Rav came to Bava, so there were yeshivas down in this Rabba, and a lot changed demographically. Once Rav came, and once there was such a, an important, thriving Yishav Yidin living in Bavel, so at that point they took upon themselves that we're going to treat Bavel as if it's Eretz Yisrael. So what are the two Lishayinists? And the first Lishna, Rav is the one that said it. Asinu atzmenu bebavel keretz Yisrael lebehem adaka. And the second Lishna, Rav Huna is the one that said it. And Rav Huna added, Asinu atzmenu bebavel keretz Yisrael lebehem adaka. Now, if this lotion sounds familiar, what about Bavel? And the Gemara there says, when Rav came to Bavel, so they started treating Bavel as if it was Eretz Yisrael. With regards to the laws of this is a completely unrelated Indian. Here we're discussing but both of these Gemaras shed light to how Bavel, which was the Iker place that Yidin lived for over a thousand years, changed So when Rav came to Bavel, it was a, a turning point in the demographics of Jews, specifically in Bavel, and you see it in Halacha, that Mitamol, Bavel, which is not Eretz Yisrael, doesn't have any Kedushas Eretz Yisrael, but Sion gets treated like Eretz Yisrael because it became a primary place of Jewish civilization. Now, as it relates to the first part of this Gemara, so Rav Yehuda said in the name of Rav, Rav Adabarahava told Rav Huna, what about... You, why are you violating this? So he says, no, my wife, Chayva, she's taking care of it. Amalese, he told them back, Chayva, Chayva, she should bury her children, and the Gemara says, literally, it was, this is literally what happened. Now, at first glance, it sounds like Rav Adabarahava cursed Rav Huna. Why would he do that? So Toysva says, in the name of Rav that's not what happened. But rather, what Rav Adabar Ahabu was telling Rav Huna was that if your wife is busy with animals, so who's taking care of the children? The children are going to be buried. That's what's going to happen. Maybe not physically, but spiritually. Because they have no one looking out for them. So he remarked, This is her idea of being a chan of her children? I don't understand. You, Rav Huna, you're an Askin, you're taking care of Kla Yisrael. And if your wife is busy with a famous Dakis, so who's going to take care of the children? But Avada was never a Klal, it was more like a reaction. Bit me or what? Do you expect should happen? But Taisva says that even though it's a nice Pshat, but it can't be the Emes of Shah. You know why? Because this Gemara is in another place in Shas. It's a Gemara Mesechtes Nazar Daf Nun Zayin Beis. The Gemara there was talking about the mitzvah of Tzitzis. And it says that Rav Huna's sons, sorry, Peis. And the Gemara says Rav Huna's sons did not have Peis. And Rav Adabar Rahava once asked Rav Huna, 
What's going on over here? She says, oh, my wife, Chayva, she's the one that cuts off the payas. And what's the Isra payas? And Noshim, obviously, are not involved in that mitzvah. And as a result, Taktanim, she's an Isha, so no one's violating any Yisurim. And Rav Adabrahav had the same exact remark. He said, Chayva, take Perinu of not. And the Gemara says the same thing. Now, you have to know, because... From our Gemara, it sounds like the reason Kulei Shnei, the Ravada Barahava, Loikayim Zara, the Rafuna, was based on this Maisa. And from the Gemara, Nazar, it sounds like it was based on that Maisa. Marsha asks the Kasha, and the Marsha reconciles it. I and Shum. But the point is, says Toysus, that, that Gemara, you can't say the Shtukul Torah that Rabbeinu Hananul said to explain this Gemara. Meaning, in that Gemara, it's pretty Mufurish. The only thing that Ravada Barahava could have meant was a Klol of some sort, not a Pshat that if you're doing this and your wife's doing that, so who's taking care of the children? That can't be the pshat in that sugya. As a result, it's muchach that there was some sort of klala. Taisa suggests another pshat. Dvarim atikin ayin A classic story. Rav v'shmu v'ravasi iklu lebei shavua ben. So Rav, Shmu, Ravasi, the three gedolim, they arrive at a shavua ben. The Amrila, some say, lebei yeshua ben. It wasn't a shavua ben, but rather it was a yeshua ben. So what's a Shvua Ben? Or what's a Yeshua Ben? So Rashi says a Shvua Ben is a bris milah. Why would a bris milah be called a Shvua Ben? Al-Shem Sha'avruel of Shiva Yom. What's a Yeshua Ben? Uh, a Ben. Why would a Pidyan Ben be called a Yeshua Ben? Because the Targum on the word Yeshua is Porkon, which in English means Pidyan. So some say it was a bris, and some say it was a Pidyan Ben. Either way. Rabway Ayel Kamei Deshmu. He wanted to walk in. And all of a sudden, a whole sikhsukh broke out. Who should walk in first? Now, Rav refused to walk in before Shmuel. Shmuel, I'll come to Ravasi. Shmuel wouldn't walk in before Ravasi. And Ravasi, I'll come to Rav. And Ravasi wouldn't walk in before Rav. So they had a problem. Rav won't go before Shmuel. Okay, so let Shmuel go first. But Shmuel won't go before Ravasi. No problem, let Ravasi go first. But Ravasi won't go before Rav. It was uh, the Galgal right? So what are you supposed to do? So the Gemara says, Amri, they said, Man Nisrach. The eight says one person's going to wait, meaning we're not going to three go in together, two will go in together, that we can sort out, and then the third person will come a few minutes later. Meaning if all three walk together and they do it in the inappropriate order, it's not kishmak. But if two go together and one sits it out for a little bit, so then it's going to be okay. So the question was, who should sit it out? So they said, Nisrach Shmuel, let Shmuel wait, then they see Rav Ravasi, and Rav Ravasi will walk in, Ravasi wouldn't go before Rav, Rav went first, and Ravasi went in second. Says the Gemara, why was that the Cheshben? The Nisrach Rav, why couldn't Rav sit out and let Shmuel and Ravasi go in, and Ravasi would go in first? Or Ravasi, or let Ravasi sit out, and let Rav and Shmuel go in, and Rav won't go before Shmuel, so Shmuel will be first. Meaning, why were they machriya in this way? Any one of... The combinations of two, you couldn't make it work. It was three that was a problem, but two was doable. So the Gemara says, I'll tell you why. Because Rav Milsa Ba'alma who the Avalei Lishmul. Because Be'etzim from the three, there was no question that Shmuel would have been the third. So we don't rank Amoyroim. But in terms of Rav, Rav Asli, and Shmuel, Be'etzim, Nitzad Chashivos, Shmuel would have been third. The only reason that Rav wouldn't go before Shmuel was Mishumahu Maisa. It's related to a story, the Latye, where Rav was Mekalel Shmuel. And because Rav once cursed Shmuel, Adbere Rav Oleo, so Rav used to always try to pacify Shmuel, and he used to try to give him covet. Meaning, Be'etzim Shmuel was the least chashim. So, 
being that he was the least chashiv, it made sense if one person was going to sit out and wait a little bit and he was going to be the third one to go in, that would be Shmuel. Now, if Shmuel was the least chashiv, so why would Rab not go before Shmuel? It's based on a Maisa Shahaya. And related to that, my says, oh, yeah, Rav felt that he always wanted to give cover to Shmuel. What's the story? Rav cursed Shmuel. So it's a Gemara in Shabbos, Taf Kuf Ches Amadalaf. Rashi quotes the Gemara, where the first time Rav came to Eretz Yisrael. We talked about on Amadalaf. So Rav arrives, and there was a whole story where Rav wasn't feeling well. Shmuel was a doctor, and he wanted to heal Rav. And as a result, he caused Rav pain unbeknownst to Rav, to try to heal him. But Rav was in a lot of pain, and he didn't know exactly who Shmuel was, and he felt that he was being Mitzayrim, and he said a Lashen to him that ultimately caused Tzayr to Shmuel, and it was because of this Latye that Rav tried making up for it his whole life, and he would always give covet to Shmuel. Rav was a lot older than Shmuel. So Rav and Shmuel are the Amri Travayu, right? They always come together. In fact, so many times we don't even know who said what. Rav said this, Shmuel said that, or maybe Shmuel said this, and we need to say for Shem Oilam to reconcile half the Machleikas in between Rav and Shmuel. But Rav Be'etzim was much older than Shmuel. And Chshivus, Rav Shaitoy and Betoikfoy was considered more chashev, but it was related to a Maishashoya. We have a long rate bite on the history of Rab and Shmuel, Shabbos, Kufches, Ayin, Jamzok, the Gemara. Either way, as this whole thing is playing out, Abahachi, Bahachi, Asa Shunra, a cat came, Kate, Luyada, Dianuka, and it bit off the hand of a child. Nothing, Rab the Dodraj. So Rab came out and he gave a drush and he said the following Chasel Mutalahargoy, a cat you're allowed to kill. If you steal it, you're not a gazel. Additionally, if there's a lost cat, there's no mitzvah of habed. So the Gemara analyzes what Rav said. First things first. If it's muta to kill a cat, if you're allowed to kill it, then why do you have to tell me that it's us to have it? Right? If you can kill it, then isn't it obvious that it's us to have it? Tomorrow says, no, it's not obvious. I would have thought, you're allowed to kill it, but he's who said it's us to keep it? That's why Rav said, oh, and by the way, it's also us Amri, the kivan the amrit aim by mishum gazel. Then Rav said, "There's no isig gazel and there's no ashavas aveda." Says the Gemara. Once he said, "There's no isig zela." My new su aim by mishum hashiv aveda lebaylam. If you're allowed to take it out of someone's field, then kavuchaymer. If you see it lost, there should be no chiv to return it. Amr Ravina, Ravina said la'irai. Mutalagaisa, you could have thought, is true while it's alive. But once it's dead, at that point, it's not dangerous anymore. So you would think if you find a dead cat on the side of the road, maybe there's a mitzvah of Havedo. Now, what are you going to do with a dead cat? You'll be able to keep the skin. Kamash Malan, that that's not something you have to do either. But the bottom line is, the cat clearly was something that Rav did not see in a very positive light. You can kill it, you're not allowed to have it. You can steal it. There's no Ashavas Havedah. Faith the Gemara may fail. Ask your cats of Shimon Allah. Imre Shimon said, May God and Kloven Kufrim, you let her have those Kloven Kufrim. We saw these guys on Amad Aleph. The Chasulin and cats. The Koifin. The Chudos Nun. The Pnei Shasulin. Akres Abayas. It was a Mufurish of Raisa. We saw this Raisa. That says you let her have a cat. Says the Chasira. You let her have a cat. Or you're not allowed to have a cat. And for the Gemara, there's two types of cats. Habuchma, Habuchevar. There's black cats and there's white cats. One of them are dangerous. Stay far away from them. And the other one is okay. So which is the dangerous one? It's the wrong answer. The black cat is okay. It's the chevara, Rashi says. The white cat is the guy you want to stay far away from. True story with Rav. It was a black cat. And you see, the black cat was very dangerous. So the Gemara says, now we're really going to get to it. It was a black cat. 
but his yichus he stammed from white cats. So because this black cat, which I started, was the son of a white cat, so therefore he was considered dangerous. Faith the Gemara is so posh that a black cat who's the son of a white cat is dangerous. Ravina. Ravina had this exact question. Ravina, Ravina said, What's the din of an uchma barchevara? So the Gemara says, Ki kami boyule le Ravina b'uchma barchevara bar uchma. The shaila of Ravina was, we have a black cat who's the son of a white cat who's the son of a black cat. There, the etzim, the yichos of these cats are black cats. Punk is the one white cat in between. So over there, there's a tzada, maybe it's okay. Of a maise the rav was b'uchma, barchevara, Ben Benoishal Chevara, Bar Chevara Hava, and mean that the father and the Zayda were all white cats. Severe, the black cat was an anomaly, and it's for that reason it's going to be different. Zokti Gemara, you don't see this every day. Chabad, Bich, Bochan, Simen. Says the Gemara. What is this a Simen for? Incidentally, I'm pretty sure this is the only place in Chas that it says Chabad. Not because I know, I've seen that. So this is the one place answered to a trivia question. Chabad, Bich, so, what is it a simon for? Very interesting. It's going to sound like we're making a CM now. So, Chabad is short for Achabar Papa, that's the Ches, Acha, and Abbar Papa, that's the base, and Adabar Papa, that's the Dal. Some say, So, we had nine Bar Papas. But either way, says the Gemara, what did they say? You're allowed to be Masriya, Rashi says, that you're allowed to get together as a Tzibur and Davin and blow Shoifres and in the event that this chikoch. So, chikoch is shchin. It's of maka shchin fame. Dove be itoy. The delis haninelis. A delis that is closed. Loi bem heriti pasach. It's not going to open up very quickly. Vatlikech, buy his beretz yisrael. If somebody buys a house in Eretz Yisrael, koismen olav oinoy. You're allowed to write a shtar. Afilu b'shabbos. Even if it's on a Shabbos. So, the bar poppers said three chidushim. Number one, Masriyan ala chikuch b'Shabbos. Even though Shabbos he milizoy, who refuel a crave of lavoy. Aber Masriyan ala chikuch b'Shabbos. V'deles haninelis, if there's a closed door, lo'y b'mherati pas. It's not going to open up so fast. And if somebody buys a house in Eretz Yisrael, you can write a shtar, you can manage to sit down with lawyers, even on Shabbos. Faith the Gemara. Meisavei, regarding the first thing that was said, Masriyan ala chikuch b'Shabbos. V'shab peronis ha-misraktus boys ala tzibur. All peronis that come on the tzibur. That's what we're talking about. Shechit. Chagov is grasshoppers. Also, Dover Be'itoy. Zvuv, Tzira, Vietosh. Different types of flies and insects. Vishiloch, Nechashem Akravim. Or Nechashem Akravim. Also, Dover Be'itoy. Lehoyim Asriyan, Elot Tzayakin. So on Shabbos, they wouldn't be Masriya. Rather, they would be Tzayak. So, Enochinami, even though Shabbos in Mirizoyk, they would Tzayak. But not Masriyan. So we have a stira. Are you a Masriya? Or you're not Masriya? The stira is in Chikoch. Are we or are we not? So the Gemara says, like Kasha, there's two dinim in Shechem. Kan belach, kan biyavish. If it's moist, it's not so dangerous. And because it's not so dangerous, if it's yovish, if it's dry, it's a lot more dangerous. And that's where we're even masriyat. The shchin that HaKadosh Baruch Hu brought in the Mitzrim, it was moist on the outside, but it was dry in the inside. How do you know that? The Pasuk says, The Pasuk says, 
uva behema. So where do you see this? So Rashi says the word avabuois means lach. Somehow it has a moist connotation. So avabuois pireach, the prichosoi, mibachutz, that's where it was lach, but inside it was yavesh. Where it's yavesh, that's the makashchen. That's more serious. And then you could even be masriya on chaps. That was the first things that the Bnei Rapapa said. The second thing was videlis haninelis, a door that is closed or locked. It's not going to open up right away. What does this mean? Mazutra Omar, Mazutra said, Smicha. It's referring to Smicha. Meaning, if someone had the door closed on him, tried getting Smicha, and Sinishka Lungin, he's going to get that opportunity right away. Ravashi Omar Ravashi said, Any person that's Marian Loy, that bad things are happening to him, his fate is not going to change so quickly. If there's a person that's Miriam Loy, he's never going to have it good. But the Gemara says, it's not true. And the reason Ravachim Yedifti said that was Ravachim Yedifti Milsa Danafshi Huda Omar. He himself had a personal experience, and that's what he was relating when he said this halacha. But the emiss is as a cloud, that's not true. There is an Indian of Kala Miriam Loy, Loy Bimheira Metivan Loy. But there's no Indian of Kala Miriam Loy. Now, what's this personal experience that Rav Achimidifti had? So Rashi quotes the Gemara in Perakashutfin, Mesechis Bava Basra, Dafyud Beis, Amid Beis, Ayin Shab. What's this Indian of Kolamariyan Loy, Loy Bimheyan Metivan Loy? So the Svar Makdoshim say, it's not a din. But what happens is, if someone has a bad streak, so he starts losing confidence, and he thinks that the world is not working in his favor, and as a result, he starts thinking negatively. And negative thoughts breed more negativity. The idea is tracht kut vetzangot. And when someone is in a massive of Miriam loy, so loy bimheiramitivin loy, simply because he's just in a bad headspace. And when someone finds himself in that massive, it's not easy to get out of it. And that's what this idea of loy bimheiramitivin loy is. Abba Khalilo. There's no Indian of loy bimheiramitivin loy. And avada shuas Hashem keherifai. Sok to Gemar. And finally, the third thing was, if somebody buys a house in Eretz Yisrael, you can write a shtar, even on Shabbos. So the Gemara says, you can write a shtar on Shabbos, like what's going on over here? So the Gemara says like this. Number one, you have to say, Rashi speaks this out, that it's talking about where you bought it from a guy. So by you buying a field from a guy, you're being matzel, a shtick Eretz Yisrael. So that's something that has a lot, a lot of value. And even then, it's Elokid Omar, Rava, like Rava said over there, we are there in Mesechtis Erevin regarding the sugis of Mila, but the bottom line is, you could tell a guy, and the guy could do it for you. Hachanami, we're going to shout to what Rava said. Meaning, someone buys a house from a Nochri. In Eretz Yisrael, you could tell another Nochri to go ahead and write a star. And the Gemara explains, even though it's not muttered to just tell a Nochri to write something from your Shabbos, it's a Shvos. But Mishum Yishuv Eretz Yisrael, like Gazru Being that we're dealing with Yishuv Eretz Yisrael, there's a long Tosis here on the bottom of the Yomid that goes all the way, halfway down, where Tosis discusses a dover ha'oymid beruma yishaloyim. And that is, it's mavur in this Gemara that Amiral Lenachri is mutter mishum yishav Eretz Yisrael. So the question is, is it only mishum yishav Eretz Yisrael that Amiral Lenachri is mutter? Or is it true for all mitzvahs? The Gemara says it regarding yishav Eretz Yisrael. Yishav Eretz Yisrael is not just a mitzvah. It's a big mitzvah. 
So what about if it's a mitzvah, but it's not Yishuv Eretz Yisrael? Would you have this halacha, or would you not have this halacha? Tais brings a whole bunch of different pshatim. This is what we know as shvus to shvus b'makam mitzvah, etc., etc. Dvarim yuduim, Hilchis Shabbos 101, Ayin Shab. One last Gemara. Amr Rav Shmuel Nachmeni, Amr Rav Yenison. Halakeach, you're Eretz Yisrael. If somebody buys a city in Eretz Yisrael, so that's a shina purchase, but this person bought a city in Eretz Yisrael, we force him to buy a, a derech from all four sides, Mishum Yishuv Eretz Yisrael. For Yishuv Eretz Yisrael, meaning if there's going to be a way to get in to this land, so people will be able to come. So there's an Indian of Yishuv Eretz Yisrael, and it's going to be something that we're going to obligate this Lekeach to buy. Either way, we are going to stop here and just speak at a little bit of Ray. And that is, so on the bottom of the Apeya Medalif, the Gemara told the story. A story that involved three great Amoyiran, Rav, Shmuel, and Rav Asi. What the story was is not relevant to the Raid Bite. What is relevant is that the Gemara had a suffix where exactly the story took place. Some say that Rav, Shmuel, and Rav Asi were on their way to a Shavuah Haben. Others say that Rav, Shmuel, and Rav Asi were on their way to a Yeshua Haben. What's a Shavuah Haben? Rashi says, Prismila. What's a Yeshua Haben? It's a Pidyan Haben. What does Shavuah Haben have to do with Prismila? Because Mila comes after the baby is already seven days old. What does Yeshua Haben have to do with Pidyan Haben? Because the Targum for the word Yeshua is Purkon, which is Lashon Pidyan, which is essentially the Avoidah of Pidyan Haben. Toysvis brings from Rabbeinu Tam that Rabbeinu Tam was choylik on Rashi's definition of Yeshua Haben. It's two lines from the bottom of the Apeya Medal. For Rabbeinu Tam Pirish, that Yeshua Haben is not a Pidyan Haben, rather, this is a Suda that's taking place in a place where a boy was born. And being that the child, when it's born, is considered to have been saved from the womb of its mother. That's why we refer to it as a Yeshua Haben. And Rabbeinu Tam says the meaning was that Yidin would make a Suda when they had a boy. And that's what the Yeshua Haben is that's referred to in this Gemara. So it's a machoikis Rashi Rabbeinu Tam what the Yeshua Haben was. Rashi said it's a pidyan Haben. Rabbeinu Tam said it's this Suda that was regilim lasois and it was posh because our boy was born. Nothing else. We're going to make a Suda. We're going to celebrate. And that's what this Suda that Rav Shmuel and Rav Asi were partaking in. That's this Suda that the Gemara refers to as Yeshua Ben. The Truma Sadeshen. It's Simen Reish Sam Mechtes. He brings Rabbeinu Tam. It's actually interesting because he brings the not B'Shem Rabbeinu Tam, but rather B'Shem Rabbeinu Hanano. So some of the earlier Poiskim that quoted this Suda referred to it as the Suda of Rabbeinu Tam. Others referred to it as the Suda of Rabbeinu Hanano. But either way, so the Chumas Hadashim brings this Toysvis and he says as follows, Masha Anu Noyagin This that we have the meaning now, after a boy is born, Nechnasim L'Sham, we go to the house where the boy is, lit time belel Shabbos, to be him something on the Friday night, that immediately follows the birth of this child, he's Sudas Mitzvah. It's a Sudas Mitzvah. And how do I know it's a Sudas Mitzvah? Because you see that the great Amiram were partaking in the Suda, and there was a whole Shiloh who should go in first. This must have been an important meal. It's not Stam uh, Sudas Rishos. And 
the meal that they're referring to, the Rebbe Beinu Tam explained it. Luchayre is what we know as the Shalom Zachar, right? That's what it sounds like to me. Says the Chumas Hadashan, and if that's the case, a Shalom Zachar is a Suda's Mitzvah. But I'll go upon him. The Chumas Hadashan said that this Suda that Rebbe Beinu Tam was referring to, Lanias Daitoi, is the Shalom Zachar. It's interesting. The Shalom Zachar is brought down in Shulchan Aruch. The Ramah, the end of Hilchas Miva. Towards the end, anyways, and Simon Reish Samachayet Sif Yud Beis. He says, "Oy Nagu Lasois Suda Umishta Belel Shabbos." The minig is to make a Suda. Suda, by the way, means bread. Mishta means mashke. But the minig is to make a Suda and a Mishta Belel Shabbos. Laachas Shenoy Latzachar Nichnasin Eitzal Latinoik Litoim Shom Vugam Came Suda's Mitzvah, and it's a Suda's Mitzvah. Says the Taz. What's the Makar? The Makar is the Trumas Adeshin and Simon Reish Samachtes. We learned it up from Rabbeinu Tam and Toisus and Barak Maruba Daf Peyamadalif. Then the Taz goes on, and the Taz says that I found another Makar. To the Shalom Zachar. A Medjish Rabbah in Parshas Emmar. It's Parsha Chav Zayin Oisyod. Rablevi Yomar. Rablevi said that Moshele Melech, Chegaza Vaomar, Kol Achsenom Sheyeshkan, Lo Yiro Panai, Achiyiro Pnei Hamatshuna Tchilo. Rablevi over there was discussing why is it that Milo's on the eighth day? Mechetes on the eighth day. So he said because if there's going to be seven days prior to the Mila, then inevitably there's going to be a Shabbos. And we want the child, before he has bris Mila, to experience a Shabbos. Why? So he explained it with this marshal. There was a king that invited someone to see him. But he said, before you see me, there's a Seydadvar. First you're going to meet the Matshuna. Matshuna means the queen or some very important woman. And it's only afterwards that you're going to get to meet me. Kacham, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, HaKadosh Baruch Hu said, Lo yisaviu lefanai karbin achetavar olav Shabbos. I don't want you to ever bring a carbon before the animal lives through a Shabbos. That's why animals also brought us a carbon only on the eighth day. Ve'in mila below Shabbos. And additionally, bris mila can't happen unless there's a Shabbos. Meaning when a child has a bris mila, he has a certain hiskarvist HaKadosh Baruch Hu. You're meeting the Melech. Before you meet the Melech, you have to meet the Matroina. And it's for that reason we want there to be a Shabbos before there's going to be a bris mila. Incidentally, this medrash is related to the raid that we spoke after of Shamshun Pinkas regarding Shabbos. Shabbos is the Shechina. Here you see Shabbos is the Matrunisa, which is Me'inyan Le'inyan Ba'oisa Inyan, but not literally the same thing. We say Bo'ikalo, Bo'ikalo, which sounds a little like it's an Inyan of Matrunisa. But the bottom line is that, says the Taz, you see that the Shabbos is not insignificant to bris mila. When the child experiences its first Shabbos, it's having some visit with the Matronisa. So being that it's having some visit with the Matronisa, so it makes sense to celebrate. And there should be a Suda, there should be a Mishnah. So he said, I think this is another Makar to the Shalom Zacher. And then he says that the Jerisha quotes from the Chuvis of Rab Menachem. So Rab Menachem is Rab Menachem Rakanadi. The Rakanti, he says, This is an Zacher. The reason is because when a child is born, we know the moment before it leaves the womb of its mother, the Malach comes, it gives him a knip, and it forgets all of its Torah. And as a result, the child is Ba'avelos, the child is mourning. So we come to be Menachem Abel, the child, to be Mechazek, that even though it forgot its Torah, you're going to make a comeback, and eventually you'll end up knowing everything that you forgot, hopefully. But the point is, Zok Taz, that I really found three Mechairis to the Indian of Shalom Zacher, but it starts with this Suda of Rabbeinu Tan. 
which is a Tosfos and Perik Merubah, very much tucked away on that Peim and Aleph. I'll just tell you something interesting, and that is that the Noida Yehuda and his Agoyis in Shulchan Aruch, this is in Dagam Mervava, so it's not here in Hilchas Mila and Simen Reish Samachay, but rather the Dagam Mervava is in Simen Kuf Ayin Ches in Yeridei. So the Shach there discusses different sudas that were made when a baby boy was born, and the Inyan, the Inyan, Inyan, the Noydebi Yehuda quotes Taisnes, who brings Rabbi Nutan, who says that there was a minute that they would make a suda when a boy was born, and the Shumas Adeshin said that I believe this is the Makar to the Shalom Zacha. Says the dog, and I have one problem. Says, I have one problem. Because if that suda that Rabbi Nutan was talking about was a Shalom Zacha, so why do you only do it when a Zacha is born? Why don't you do it when a Nekeva was born? Rabbi Tam explained that it's Yeshua HaBen, because this child was Zoycha to a Yeshua. So being that this child was Zoycha to a Yeshua, so what does it have to do with a boy more than a girl? The girl had the same Yeshua during her mother's childbirth. So why then would it, there only be a Shalom Zacher and there would be no Shalom Nekeva? Meaning, Bishloim, uh, the Taz's Makar that he brings for Shalom Zacher, it's based on the fact that this boy is going to have a bris milah, and before it has bris milah, it has to see the matrunisa. so it has a psashaychus to the milah, so if it has a psashaychus to the milah, so I understand then why it's for a boy, it's not for a girl. Or the Indian of Talmud Torah, that it forgets all the Torah that it learned, so you're talking that's only true for a boy who has a mitzvah of Talmud Torah, it's probably not true for a girl, yesh lion. But the point is that, says the Lord of Yehuda, if the site of Shalom Zacher is the suda of Rabbi why would it only be true for a boy? Why would it be true for a girl? So he says, I don't think that's the meal that Rabbeinu Tam was referring to. Then what was Rabbeinu Tam referring to? He said he was referring to a vachnacht. That's what the Neidah Yehuda says. He says, that's posh to me. That must be what it was. Now, why would they make a vachnacht for a boy more than for a girl? Meaning, if the vachnacht is what Rabbeinu Tam, this comes mamish from the early Balitoisvis, Right? Rabbeinu Tam is saying this in the 12th century, that there's an Indian to make a vachnach, and the way Rabbeinu Tam explained it is Yeshua HaBen. So again, Hajar Kushio. Why would it only be true for a Ben, not true for a Bas? So he says, maskim. But it could be that when this was instituted, they didn't want to, in the Velterein Institute, just make another Suda. So what they did was, is they made it like a sniff to the Brismila. You do it the night before the Brismila, it'll be Meshach Shaychi to the Brismila. So Tafka boy that has Brismila ultimately is going to have it, but a girl that doesn't have Brismila is not going to have it. Meaning, Sholem Zacher is Friday night. Friday night has nothing to do with the bris. The bris might not be until next Friday. So being that it has no shaykhis to bris mila, so it's a pella that it should be for a boy, not for a girl. If it's the vachnach, then I can at least rationalize why they would have done it for the boy, not for the girl, because maybe they didn't stop want to make a suit of alma. So they decided, we'll make it as a sniff to the bris mila. Only the boy has the bris mila. So maybe you'll only have it on Friday night. You'll only have it for the boy. You're not going to have it for the girl. Hagam, that based on the svara that underlies and underpins this Yeshua Haben of Rabbeinu Tam, there really is no reason that this should be true for a boy any more than it's true for a girl. So the bottom line is, what's Yeshua Haben? According to Rashi, Yeshua Haben is a pidyan Haben. According to Rabbeinu Tam, maybe Rabbeinu Hanano, it's a suda that you make when a child is born because the child had a Yeshua. It was mamish gerat of it. What is that suda? Is this something that we have today? Chumas Adashin held it's what we know as a Shalom Zacher. Naidibi Yehuda held it was what we know as a Vachnach. Either way, that's the first part of this. The second is the Marshal in his Yamshel Shloima on this Gemara digresses a little bit. And this 
might be the most famous Yamshel Shloyma. Yamshel Shloyma goes into an Arichis where he talks about the whole Indian of Suda's Mitzvah. And he says, Dvarim Niflam, things that are quoted in different contexts. The most famous part of this Mashal is when he talks about the Suda's Bar Mitzvah. But he talks about a lot of different things. And he says that it's Mavur in this Gemara. Let's just keep it simple, the way Rashi learned the Gemara. That there's an Indian to make a Suda's Mitzvah when you do a Mitzvah. Meaning, What's the Indian of a Suda for a Pidyan Abed? Now, a Suda for a Brismila, the Marshal says, has a Makar. It's not Bristoyer now. I ain't shocked. But a Pidyan Abed is a mitzvah like any other mitzvah. You make a Suda every time you put on fill in. What's the Indian of a Suda for Pidyan Abed? The mitzvah is Machayev Suda? There's certain mitzvahs that are Machayev Suda. But, that Pidyan Abed should be one of those mitzvahs. There's no remez in the Torah. There's no Gemara. There's no Yerushalmi. There's no Sefra, Mechilta. So where does this even come from? So the Yam Shoshleimer talks about this a little bit. And he says, Weistos, anytime a person does a mitzvah, if you want to create uh, an environment of simcha surrounding this mitzvah, that is something you could do. And not just that, it will make the mitzvah into a Sudas mitzvah. Anytime a person makes a Suda. And the purpose of the Suda is not stamp to get together with friends and have drinks. To give Hoidot HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Or to be a Mepharsim a Mitzvah that he's doing. Or maybe it's a Suda's Hoidot. Karu Suda's Mitzvah. All these things are called Suda's Mitzvah. He says if that's the case, it qualifies as a Suda's Mitzvah. Because what are you being Mepharsim? The fact that you're doing a Mitzvah. What about according to Rabbeinu Tam? Why was that a Suda's Mitzvah? It's Lepharsim Anes. The miracle of childbirth. So that's something that's worth celebrating. And that was the Suda the Rabbeinu Tam was referring to. And that is a Suda's Mitzvah. Says the Yam Shloima that that's the definition of Suda's Mitzvah. And once you understand that, it's Pashit. Pinyan Aben, Avadah, it's a Suda's Mitzvah. Childbirth, it's the miracle that the baby was born and it survived this whole trauma? Gewaldig. That's certainly a reason to make a Suda. Because kol Suda sh'adam oisla sh'loi k'derech mireyes v'simcha elu k'deilitein sh'vach l'mokam oi l'farsem ha-mitzvah oi l'farsem ha-nes kori Suda's mitzvah this is going to be called Suda's mitzvah. Then the Yom Shoshlomi goes weiter and he says, l'fizeh, I want to be choylik with something I saw that the Ramah says. So we know the Yom Shoshlomi and the Ramah were choylik a lot. But he says, I want to be choylik with something that the Ramah says. The Ramah writes in his classic work that there's no mitzvah to be marbe besudan Hanukkah. Everyone knows this, Ramah. There's no mitzvah to be marbe besudan Hanukkah. And the reason is because Hanukkah, it was Xer on the Neshama, so we don't celebrate with the guf, right? My Hanukkah, the Tanur Rabbanu, we sit and learn. That's what Hanukkah is. But the point is, is that there's no need of Suda's Mitzvah. So, Kiyam Shoshleimah, based on my definition, of course it's a Suda's Mitzvah. If you're going to have a Hanukkah party and you're going to get together, so what are you doing? You're being Mepharis in the Mitzvahs of Hanukkah. You're being Mepharis in the Nes of Hanukkah. It's a Meridig of Suda's Mitzvah. There's no question it's going to be a Suda's Mitzvah. Says the Masha, you mean to tell me that a Sudan Hanukkah is less Suda's Mitzvah? And Sudas Pidyan Aben and Sudas Rabbeinu Tam, I just don't see why it should be any worse. Since says it's Pasha, not like the Ramah. Avad, it's going to be a Sudas Mitzvah. Then he goes weiter. He says, V'siyum a Sefer. You make a Siyum on a Sefer. Nami Nira Be'enai. 
true Suda's mitzvah. I believe it's a Suda's mitzvah. The chain raya, the pericol kiss, we have a raya from a Gemara and Shabbos. Amr Abaye, everyone knows this Gemara. Tasty, I'm going to get schar. The kichazino tsurbim midrabon and the shalom masachto. Whenever I see a tsurbim rabon that finishes a masachto, a vidni yomitav the rabon, I make a yontif. We will save perigze, arach boy beezazem, shem yisbarach lad einchop. So I'm going to be my rach more about this. Mishumze. Says the Yamsha Shlomo, Hoyanira Lavarech Shasimcha Bimaina Bissim Masachta. I feel that the right thing to do by a sim is that when it comes time to benching, you should say, like you say by Sheva Brachis, Baruch Elekenu Shasimcha Bimaina Vishne Chalmu Mishalai. The Ain Lacha Simcha Yosel of Neakadish Baruchu, Ela Simcha Verina Shaltai. The Ain Lakadish Baruchu by Lama, Elo Dalad Amishal. Only place the Shechina is is in the Dalad Amishal Alacha. And if that's the case, Ain Lachas Simcha B'Ma'inoi. Simcha B'Ma'inoi means the Simcha that Hakadosh Baruch Hu has in his dwelling place. Ain Lachas Simcha B'Ma'inoi Yosemi Simcha Shaltaira. Zok the Yamshal Shloimeh and the Legarim Epidyan Aben. It's certainly not Garif Epidyan Aben. The Lapisor Mitzvah Ba'Amu. And he says, therefore, my Hergish. Always was that when it comes time to bench by a sim, you should say shnat simcha b'moyne. The chain hayresi pam achas halacha l'maisa. And the Yamsha Shloimeh says, I once passed in this halacha l'maisa. However, when his balbul has simcha b'muhu mois gedoylois, al yidei sibois koshos. And he said there was a sim that was planned. And I instituted that at this CM we were going to say Shah Simcha b'ma'inoi, and then all of a sudden Nizbabel has Simcha b'mahumayis gedoylois ayde sibus kashes. I don't know what these sibus kashes were and these mahumayis gedoylois, but after the rage from last week from Rabbi Fry Mibon and the Sefer Schira, and you appreciate what life was once like. This is a few hundred years later, but it was all me'inyan le'inyan ba'is inyan b'kenzach shayin farshtal and what this might have been. But the bottom line is, he said, all of a sudden the whole event was canceled. The Tolisi asir chayim bi. And he said, I owned the reason that this happened. I held it was because of me. Because I violated the Messiah that we have from our Rebbes. That no one ever heard such a Chiddush. That when you bench by a sim, you should say, That's the only times you find it is over there. Mila, the Gemara says in Ksubah Stavches, how come you don't say, And the Gemara says, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, I'm the bottom line is, he said, because of this, I, I walked away from my Chiddush and I never instituted that you should say So this Yam Shashloim is fascinating. Again, there's so much more here. It's a digression without question. But if the Yam Shashloim felt you could digress here, I think we can follow the lead of, of the Marshal. But the bottom line is, I'll tell you a Dover Nifla. It's in the Chsam Soifer, and something only the Chsam Soifer could say. It's in Tyrus Moshe, it's in Parshas Yisrael. So the Pasik says, Vayichad Yisrael. And Chazal say, Amarav Shehever Cherev Chada al Basara. That he was Megayer and Eretzich Gemalt. So it's in that Indian that the Chsam Soifer says the following. He says, Vihine, Isa Biyam Shashloim above a Kamel Perik Merubah. Shapasak Loime Shasimcha Bimoina Besudasim. There's no greater simcha than a sim. And he said the reason he did it was because there were something terrible happened and a suda was cancelled. And he felt that in a sirchoin, but he said, What that soid is, he wasn't Megala. I'll tell you what I think the site is. Since the Gemara says, 
in Mesech des Tainis, Tavchav Vav Amidbeis. Lo yihoyu yomim toivim li Yisrael, ki yoyim akipurim, ukechamisha asar be'av. There were no two happier days that Klai Yisrael had than Yom Kippur and then Tubav. So he says, Azai, he says that we know that the reason that there was Simcha on Yom Kippur is because it's a Yom Slicha Mechila. What was the Simcha of Tubav? So the Gemara says, it's one man, the Amar, and Bava Basra, the Apkuf Chafalaf on the days, because that was the day that they stopped cutting wood for the Marach. At that point, they had all the wood they needed, and they didn't have to cut any more wood for the Marach. That's a reason to celebrate. So the Rishonim say, the Namukhi Yosef says in Mefurish, that it's because cutting wood for the Marach was a mitzvah, and being that they finished doing the mitzvah, they made a siyam. Because the Indian of Siyam is not just when you finish learning a Masechta, for example, but the Indian of Siyam is when you finish doing a mitzvah. In fact, the Goyen and Shulchan Aruch, when the Ramah and Hilchus Tamotayr brings the Minig in Yisrael that we have to make a Siyam, he says, what's the Makar to this? He says, the Makar is Bava Basra, Kuf Abayah's memory and Shabbos Kuf Yotes, Tesi Li, the Kichazin, the Tzum of the Shalom Mesech, the Vinyar, and the Rabbana, and he brings this Gemara as well, because this is one of the Makaris that we have for this Indian of making a Siyam. So the Chsam says that it sounds a little bit like the Simcha of Tuba'av, which is a Siyam, has a Shaykhaz to the Simcha of Yom Kippur. Listen to what he says. The emesis, he says, it's a pelif in Azach. That a yid finishes doing a mitzvah. You finish learning a mitzvah, you harav on something. So how are you going to celebrate? With good food, good wines, good music. You finish the Dover Ruchni. And the way you're going to celebrate a Dover Ruchni is with Gashmi. It has no Havana. So he says, you know what the territory is? Again, you have to be the Chassam Saifa to say this. He says, what did Klai Yisrael do on Yom Kippur? There was Avoidus. But one of the primary Avoidus, in fact, the Ike Kapara came from what? From the Sar Lazazel. That the Yidim would take a Sar, and with an Ish Iti, they would bring it into the Midbar, and they would sacrifice it. Now, what was the Sar Lazazel? So that Ezra Kiyadua didn't want to say what it was. He says, there's secrets involved, and I can't tell you. When you be 33 years old, he says, then I'm going to tell you. And the Rabbad says that the Evan Ezra was an Ish Nemon. He was a, a trustworthy person, He says, but I'm not as trustworthy. He says, I'm going to tell you what the secret is. The secret is because on Yom Kippur, the Sultan is Mekatrik, and he has a rizig, a rizig, a koyach to try to chapel with the Yidin. So what do we do? We give him a little bit of shoychad. We fear the way Yaakov Avinu fears the Chorezov. And the mincha, the shloicha, the matona that we give him is, is we give him a sawyer. It's a hakrava. And the Rabban says that's why it had to be done. I'll be goyro, because if you're going to say the coin godel that I want this animal to be lazozo, it's as if he's saying that I want this to be lavoidazor. And this is not something that a yid is allowed to do. Suzokta, Helgechsam Soifer, that in Yom Kippur, the holiest day of the year, what did the yidin do? They gave something to the Samach Mem. And the reason they gave something to the Samach Mem was is because they were afraid that the Samach Mem was going to have a Kayach. And the fact that we're so concerned he shouldn't stare at this Kayach, so what we do is we throw him a bone. We give him something to make him happy. Because if not, who knows what can happen? So Chassam Seifer says, what are we worried about from the Satan? Oh, it's the Yom Adin, it's the Yom Slicha Mechila. But you know what else we're worried about? Because it's a Yom Simcha. And when the Samach Mem sees Yidim B'Simcha, he's Mekatra. He doesn't like it when Jews are happy. He likes it when the Yidim are sitting on the floor with ashes. 
That's what the Samach Mem likes. But when the Yid is besimcha, that invigorates him. And therefore you have to do something. So you know what we do? Because of the Simcha and Yom Kippur, we go, we give him the Sar Lazazel. Zok Tachsam Soifel, Lulei de Mistafina. That is what a Siyam is. Be'etzim a Siyam is a Ruchni Yistiga Inyan. He said, but if you would get together and it would be Kulei Ruchni and you would celebrate the Siyam 100% with your Neshama, with your Ruchnis, he said, the Samach Mem would be Makatrik. So you know what we do? We tell the Samach Mem, have nothing to worry about. This is going to be good food, this is going to be good wine, this is going to be good music. We're throwing the Samach Mem a bone to try to get him not to be Makachi. So Zok there. The Simcha of Yom Kippur is the Simcha of Slicha Mechila. And the Simcha of Tubav is the Simcha of Siyam. And what do we do because of the Simcha of Yom Kippur not to get the Samach Mem to be Makachi? We give him a Sar Lazazel. And you know what we do by a Siyam? We give him a Sar Lazazel. And that's the Simcha of the Siyam. That it's true that the way we celebrate the Siyam is with our guf. It's with Achila Vishtiya. That Simcha is not really Shah Simcha Vimayna. It's the Ruchniest thing of Simcha that's Shah Simcha Vimayna. That Simcha is not really the Simcha Vimayna. And that's the Soy Pnimi of why you're not supposed to say Simcha Vimayna by a Sim. Because that's what this Indian is. Now, Emma says, this is such a Chiddush. Wow. There's another place where the Chsam Soifer says this. Chsam Soifer is in his Pirish on Shas. It's in Masechtis Psochim, Davzayin Amadeus. The Gemara says, Kol ham mitzvahs mevarech aleim over lasiyas. All mitzvahs, you make a bracha before you do the mitzvah. And the Chsam Soifer asks, why is the Lashon of Chazal Kol ham mitzvahs? All mitzvahs. You do a mitzvah, you make it over lasiyas. All? Keila, you would have thought only some? So the Chsam Soifer says, yeah. Because the Emes is, if you look at the Svarim Akhtoyish, he brings it from the Mikubalim, that the Mikubalim say the Indian of a mitzvah is, he hachono la'asiyas ha-mitzvah v'kabolas ha-kedushahi. Before he does a mitzvah, he has to prepare himself for the kedusha that he's going to get, that's going to descend upon him when he does this mitzvah. And that hachono you do when you make a bracha. Al-derech shahisifu ha-mikubalim atoloymer Harenim Mazami. Doesn't say Lashem Yichod. But he says in the same way the Mukubalim said you should say Harenim Mazami. He says that's the Indian of making a bracha. Vim Kane, Zachtach Sam Soifer, they would have been mocking to say that maybe this is only true for mitzvahs where the Tachlis and the Tayalis of the mitzvah is Taisefes Kedusha. But he says there are mitzvahs where the Tayalis of the mitzvah is not Taisefes Kedusha necessarily. Machenke mitzvahs, Lahaver Gilulim in Aretz, Kebir Chametz, Ukadaimah, Psachim Davzayin. You would have thought maybe a mitzvah like that with the Yisraelis get rid. So it's not Toysef as Kedusha as much as, as it's a Sur Meirah. So maybe that you shouldn't make the bracha everlastingly awesome. He says, Chitu Ha'orla, Brismila, the Mekubalim says, also related to that Indian. And then he said, Umikolshke, B'mitzvahis, Shetamam, Loseis, Gam, Chelek, La, Samech, Men. Listoin piv kisar amishdalech. Certainly, when you have a mitzvah, with a mitzvah is not toisefes kedusha, it's not even sur meira. The whole chetz of the mitzvah is give something to the samach bet to get him to be quiet, like the sar amishdalech. The roiv sudais mitzvah mizehasu, and he says roiv sudais mitzvah. It's not just him. Roiv sudais mitzvah is that Indian. It's to give something to the samach bet. He shouldn't be makatrid that the yid is so besimcha that he's just finished doing a mitzvah. This is Torah from the chasam soifer. 
Again, you have to be the Chassam Soifer to say this. But Akhaponim, he says, that's the Oymik, that's the Pneumius. And the Marshal said that he held it was Pasha, you should say, Chassam Chabimayna. And he tried instituting it, Vinis Balbalo, Inyan. I wasn't sure why. And he said, Vice stories that he went connected his Rebbe's, and it's related to Soifer's, and it's related to Pneumius. By the way, could have saved this for the Seum, but you now, after hearing the Rebbe, you know why we didn't save it for the Seum. But either way, he says, this whole Inyan of, this whole Inyan of this Suda is really just to placate the Samach Man. It's like the Sarah Mishdalech. Avada, it's a Simcha. Yavshu Shleim wanted to say, Shah Simcha, Vimayin, if I can't, Eimuch HaSimcha, Gedayla, Mizu. And we will stop here.